Yo, what's up? This is the Dot One Podcast, and I am back, baby. Let's go. I'm ready to rock. And we're going to talk about some college football playoff. We're going to talk about overcoming some obstacles. We're going to talk about uh, what I did this past weekend. Michigan beating Ohio State's ass again for the third time in a row. So glorious. Let's get to it. Even when you feel low, you can still go. Even when you feel slow, you can still go. Even when there's no hope, you can still go. I never answered a no, man, I still go. Go, 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 go. Every single day I'll be making moves Till I'm buried in my grave To the system I don't want to be a slave I've been doing shit my way We are back, baby After a week off A holiday An Ohio State loss By my team, Michigan Another Big Ten championship Three in a row. Oh, I cracked my beer open. Oh, yeah. Turkey Day happened. We had a baseball camp. Two weeks to cover down on. A couple crazy things have happened. Not really crazy, but just like, you know, just a lot's happened over the last two weeks. I had to take a week off, kind of decompress. We had a lot of shit going on, to be honest. It really wasn't anything about decompressing. It was just a, sometimes you just got to prioritize stuff, you know, and uh, you can't, can't let things get in the way, and I just took a break, you know, so let's let's go ahead and take a week after the interview with my mom, which was great, got got some good feedback off of that one, and uh, I got some interviews set up with some good people. For the coming weeks It's almost Christmas Man I heard this thing the other day It was so damn funny uh, This guy on I think it was on TikTok He was like You know what are, what are people going to explain That uh, from from Thanksgiving to Christmas To New Year's is not you know, who, Explain to me why that's not The whole time there is not the holidays He's like, you know, it's a, it's Wednesday, it's December fourth, and I'm, I got four IPAs lined up. He says, and then when someone asks him about it, he's like, it's the holidays, and they're like, John, it's December fourth, it's not the fucking holidays. I thought that shit was so funny. That's what we do, man. We Thanksgiving gets here, just like the week, the Monday of Thanksgiving, everyone shuts it down. And that's like the last of the year, right? Like you're not doing any more work until fucking January 6th or whatever when you guys come back from work and from the holidays over. They ain't doing shit else. If I'm in the office, I'm not really in the office. I may be physically in the office, but I'm really not there. I mean, even us, like we try to minimize the amount of actual work that we do. But it is a good time. Like in my office, we're going to have a lot of... uh, the tempo is going to be even lower than what it typically is, and we're going to have a lot of downtime to make sure there are sh- some ad- administrative shits squared away. So it'll be good for that. But as far as like actual physical labor type work, eh, I think 2023 has run its course, and we're going to go ahead and 
Save that shit for later. Save it for next year. That's what we're going to do. If we can help it. Because, man, like, it is the holidays, dude. Like, I mean, fuck, I just turned on the TV and Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer is on TV. You got to take some time, man. You got to take some time to decompress. All right, so let's start off where we left off. Michigan beats the fuck out of Ohio State once again. Without their head coach. Sean Moore goes 3-0 and as acting head coach. Jim Harbaugh's watching from his living room. You want to talk about adversity? You want to talk about having to overcome some shit? And that team, dude, that not and you're playing your biggest rival, number two team in the country at the time. Wild. Wild. I don't think I sat down once. Me and my dad got to enjoy that game together. After we watched the Lions get their ass beat on Thanksgiving. And then we, you know, fast forward to this coming week. We go to a baseball camp. We had our annual, our 26th annual triple play umpire uh, winter meeting slash clinic. And we teach some stuff, but really it's just about getting together, some camaraderie. Um, kind of kickstarts the season before the season. And I mean, because baseball season's 60 days away, less than. So it's right around the corner. So, you know, what I tried to emphasize with these cats is, you know, thanks for coming. Thanks for, you know, getting your mind around baseball. It's, it's getting ready to start. And, you know, as an, officiate, as an official of every any sport, you really got to lock in, man. But it really takes – you really have to make some sacrifices as well. So you know, I emphasized to my to my guys and to my groups that I had and was teaching stuff too is take advantage of the holidays, take advantage of, you know, some extra time off maybe that you may have and lock down some family time because once that fucking first pitch starts, I think it's the last week of January is when – First college baseball pitch is going to be thrown. It's going to be, uh, you know, balls to the wall until fucking, you know, some of us until June. That's a long-ass season. You know, it's every weekend out somewhere, um, out at some university, it's you and a couple other dudes. Working Friday night, working a doubleheader on Saturday, working working a game Sunday, and then driving your however long you have back home. Shit's tough sometimes, man. And it takes a good house, you know, like a just a good attitude about the the situation and a, a very good spouse to make all that happen. I wouldn't be able to do anything especially with baseball that I do without my wife. So I owe a lot of my success to her holding it down. And, you know, I know that she, she knows that. And, you know, she, 
she doesn't allow me to do it. You know, it's not like she says, yes, you can do that, but she understands and it makes it a little bit easier when the money's coming in, but it really is like, like, I don't need to do that. You know, like we're not in the financial bind where I need to go have an extra job or anything like that, but you know, an extra 25,000 a year ish. It's not too bad. You know, that's if you make it all the way to to June. You know, you're making twenty to twenty five thousand a year. So um so yeah, I mean you're working thirteen weeks, getting paid about a thousand bucks, thousand bucks a weekend, just with the stuff that I do. And um that's just a regular season. So there's thirteen grand there and then whatever you postseason you work. You're pushing close to twenty grand. Maybe it's not twenty five. Twenty five is probably a little steep, but it's it's probably around twenty grand extra. But nevertheless, like you know, that pays for the fun shit that we want to do over the summer, and pays for our Michigan trips and and shit like that. So it's it's good that I that I do it, and I still like doing it. So I'm going to continue. But you know, like I said, she doesn't she doesn't say like yes, you can. She says, "If you know, if that's what you want to do, then go do it. I'll hold it down here while, while you do that, and all is good." So I owe a lot of a lot of my baseball success to her because she does hold it down. Indeed, it's a tough deal, man, and it's it's not easy. Like, <laughs> I'll call her Friday on the way there, you know, and be like, "Damn it, I I, I fucking wish I was home." Like, I already miss them as I'm pulling out the driveway every weekend. So, anyway, so we have a, uh, so I told the guys that, like, I'm like, hey, lock this, lock this family time down before season starts, and, and then we can get after it, you know, and, and put our nose to the grindstone and work hard throughout the season. And then, uh, you know, I was talking about situation management and how to handle situations on a baseball field, and. If you guys ever watched baseball before or anybody that's a baseball fan, you'll see umpires and coaches and umpires and players sometimes get into it, you know, ejections and shit like that. And you know, so part of one of part of my station was trying to teach people a way to um kind of mitigate and diffuse some of those situations. So that was good. That was good. Um you know, I went off the cuff. I kind of just told him what I did to make, you know, I'm not saying it's a end-all, be-all way to do it. It's probably definitely a better way to handle situations than I do. But I find myself pretty successful in, in doing those things. And, you know, I just like I tell anybody that I'm teaching or instructing or mentoring or anything like that, I'm like, listen, you don't got to listen to what I say. You don't have to do that. Um, you can leave everything here that I teach you and, and leave the room, and I will not. I will not be offended. But if I can just reach that one person and give him a nugget, you know, give him something that he's going to hold on to, and use, and put the practice like that, that makes it worth it. So that's kind of you know, that's just where my head's at when I'm doing that stuff. I don't get offended if people are not like engaged or anything like that, because there's always going to be a handful of people that are locked into what you're saying, and those are the people that I'm really focused on and if and if you don't want to get better or if you don't want to try something new or whatever the case then you know it's on you 
you got to take, you know, the students and stuff like that have to take some ownership over their success. So, or their lack of success, whatever one it is. And so, you know, I tell them that too. <laughs> I really don't hold any punches back. Like I'm pretty straightforward dude with those guys and um, with everybody really. So, so yeah, we had the camp. It was pretty successful. Um, <clears throat> had a lot of guys there, man. And, and being away from the guys and all that stuff and kind of hearing some, some stories that had happened and some things, some situations that had happened on the field and, you know, that's kind of one of the, my favorite parts of just being in this community and being in this, I guess, brotherhood is that Sunday Sunday drives home are always full of phone call conversations about what had happened over the weekend and what situation did this guy deal with? What situation did this guy deal with? And and we talk through those things and we, we uh, that and that's how we really get better. We we tell the the, you know, we always say how you get better isn't always at the camps, right? It's not always in the games. It's always, sometimes it's uh, bars and cars. Like that's how you, it's when you talk about stuff or have long road trips with people and, you know, we got five hours to drive and what are we going to talk about? So we talk about game stuff. We got to talk about baseball. We talk about, you know, all the stuff. We talk about family and how everybody's doing and all that stuff. But then we really break down like rules and shit like that and situations that we've had in the past and, that's really how we get, uh, how we dig dig into each other's brains and get better, you know. So, I think if everyone takes an approach of just wanting to get better and wanting the next person to them, you know, next to them getting better, um, the organization that you work for, especially when it comes to sports officiating, will will just get better as a whole. I always tell the guys, I say, listen, if our bottom dude on the roster is getting better, that means the entire organization is getting better, and that's what we want ultimately, right? So, um, so yeah, it was good, man. It was good. It was fun. Um, had, some, had some dudes get get called up for World Series, and, uh, you know, they're going to be in the World Series this coming year. And a lot of people are, you know, kind of raising eyebrows to – why are we announcing a World Series, you know, nomination, I guess, for an umpire for a season that hasn't even started yet? Which, to me, makes sense. <laughs> like, why would we do that? Um, but it's really based off of, you know, things they've done in the past, putting their time in and and all that stuff, but... I don't know. I don't really want to go down that that rabbit hole because these guys deserve what they get, and um, yeah, I'm happy for the guys that are that are going. I've had three of them. I've done. I've worked three of them things, and um, it's great every. It's great every time. So I just hope they have a good experience. I hope they go out there and, and their nails and have a good season. You know, leading up to it, and, and we. Uh, and get after it that way, but I still got hopes for, you know, another, you know, maybe another World Series or two. I don't know. I'm really perplexed about baseball these days. I'm pretty. I'm really excited to get back on the field, but I don't know if I want to go through the process again 
and I'm still undecided. So listen, don't put this up as gospel, right? But I don't know if I want to go through the process like I did when I started out, now starting into Division One baseball. I'm not sure if I want to do that. That's what's next for me, I feel like, though. If I'm going to continue, that's what's next for me. So I really have to do some reflection and have to do some, you know, analyzing of my goals and really if it's something that I want to pursue. Something that's been in my head about when I retire, and I only got four and a half years left in the military, so and that's if, you know, if everything goes right, four and a half years, then um, I moved back to Michigan, which I can't wait for, right? I'm very excited about that. And I don't know quite what I'm going to do. I'm getting my master's degree in um, leadership and organiza- or organizational leadership. I'm going through, I just actually start uh, my fourth or fifth class or something like that tomorrow. And I, you know, I have so many different, like, it's like every day it changes, you know? It's like talking to your kids, like, what what do you want to do when you grow up? Like, my ideas of what I want to do when I grow up change every single day, almost, I feel like, or fucking every couple times a day. And one of those things is I could just pursue this Division One baseball deal and work D1 baseball, you know, build up my resume as a Division One umpire up until that point. You got four seasons until I'm fully retired. And then hopefully by the fifth season, which will be my first year out of the military, I have a pretty decent full Division One schedule. And then instead of making eighteen, twenty thousand a year, now it turns to thirty, forty thousand a year. You know, just depending on where you go. So that's something. You know. I mean thirty, forty thousand is not really not a lot of money. But you know, I get the right Monday to Friday, or if I run my own company doing something or whatever the case, like See, and that's what I'm talking about. Like, all the, <laughs> I'm doing it right now. Like, this shit goes through my head all the time. So, so that's an option, right? I could just be retired. I work some baseball and fucking be done with it. You know, or also, I, I want to start this. Uh, I always had a vision of starting like this indoor golf simulator company. Like, this big, just picture like this big warehouse. Uh, this big like iron building, you know, like a barndo type deal. And it's just open. And right down the middle of it, it's a, a bar with, you know, the drinks and on the TVs are everywhere and all that stuff. And then on the sides are just like each side has like 10 golf simulators. And it has, you know, maybe some putting green stuff over here and some bunker stuff over here. And it's called the divot. Now, if anyone... We already have a name for it, so uh, I need some investors. So if you guys, uh, I bet you it's probably going to cost anywhere from, you know, five to ten million bucks to get, to get it rolling. So I need some investors on that, and uh, 
if you guys want to invest on that one, you just hit me up. Because, you know, moving up to Michigan, I mean, you can only fucking golf for, you know, sometimes you can start in April, but probably May to September, May to October, if you want to throw throw on some, some hoodies, right? So what do you do when it's snowing out? What do you do when there's six foot of snow or when it's cold as shit? Golf courses are pretty much closed. So why not come down to the divot? Play your rounds there. We can have tournaments. You know, we got full-fledged golf tournaments. Women's leagues, kids' leagues. Do lessons there. Like if I had the the finances to do that, like dude, I would do that. And you know there's if there's a will, there's a way, right? So that's really something that I'm just not good with like the the financial part of it, you know. Like how much is this gonna cost? How much is that gonna cost? How do I how do I get a permit for a, a you know a company or a, a actual you know brick and mortar building and all? I'm just not good with all that shit. So I, I think I gotta just teach myself up or connect with the right person, you know that is. I, uh, you know, taxes, all that shit, proper, you know, all the stuff, right? All the stuff that no one really thinks about. It's like, oh, let's start a business. And then there's this fee and there's that fee and there's, you know, all this other shit you got to do. Oh, you can't start doing this until you get that. And uh, that would just drive me insane, I think. I just want to, like, do it and do it right now, you know. But I know that if, I think if you got a vision, you can get with the right people and properly articulate your vision and have some buy-in from some people. Not like literal financial buy-in, but like I'm like, you know, talking about like some some mental buy-in. Like they they can they share your vision with you. Um I think you can get a lot you can get a lot done with that. So like that's what I would really want to do. It's a lot of work probably. And it would be like a place where, you know, you go on Friday nights and you go on Thursday nights and, you know, we shut it down and now we're watching the Super Bowl and and watching the college football playoff and all that stuff. And that's where people go. You know, places like that also, it's like location, location, location. So getting the right location costs a lot more money and now I'm in a predicament, right? So I don't know, man. And I'm, I'm kind of like don't want to get into like the restaurant business either. But I also think there's a lot of value in a place that, you know, serves alcohol and has like bar type food. You're like, think, think Top Golf, right? You go to Top Golf, you're, you're drinking and they have some good, you know, bar, bar type food there. And you know, it's just kind of, I'm just thinking out loud. But then, uh, okay, so there's one. There's now we're, we're at two. We're at two things I could possibly do, right? Because I count that as I could, I could do that. I could definitely, um, you know, teach myself or gain some knowledge and, and meet the right people and and do that. And I can make something like that happen for sure. Do I want to go through that process? I don't know. I don't know. Do I want to just umpire? I don't. I, mean, I don't know. I don't know if I want to just umpire. Um. 
you know, because that's not going to make me enough money, to be honest. Like, it's just not. But then there's another thing that I would love to do. My wife being a teacher and me, you know, instructing and teaching and all that stuff throughout my entire military career, I love teaching too. I don't want to be a teacher, but I want to be like a fucking principal or I want to be a superintendent. I want to be someone that can create change for the people that need shit to change. Like, I'm a change agent for the better of the people. Everywhere I go, man, I want to just create it. And I'm not, I don't want to change shit just to, for the sake of changing shit. Because if it's good, it's good. I, I, I fully believe in, you know, if it's not broke, don't fix it. But there's going to always be improvement to wherever place you go, whether it's processes or, you know, just doing whatever, you know, things that you do in your company or whoever you work for, whatever the case is, there can always be improvement in that. Um, but then where does that improvement come from? Where, where does that, who can create that improvement? Who can fix it? Can a principal fix the fact that teachers are underpaid? That they're treated like shit, that they're overworked. Can the can the principal do that? He might be able to change a little bit of culture, but he doesn't sign the paychecks. So now what do I want to do? Do I want to be a superintendent? I'll be 41 years old. Is it too late to even try that avenue? I don't know. I think I'm a pretty good leader of people. So I'm not worried about I'm not worried about having a bad culture in a place that I go to. I'm worried about going to a place just let's just say. It's just hypothetical, right? I go to a school, uh yeah, I go to a school and because of my degree and my experience with teaching and all that stuff, for some crazy reason, I get hired as a principal. You know, my military background and all the things that I've been responsible for in my life, right? They're like, you know what? We're going to take a shot on you, bud, and you're going to be the principal of X school, right? Now, me, I'm thinking principal, like, yeah, I can definitely create change for the better of this campus I'm a, I'm a big believer if the teachers are taken care of and treated right they take care of the students it should not be the students taken care of and then the teachers have to suffer because we're so student focused it's just like in your marriage right it, your partner should be the number one always and then this, the kids see that, and then the kids are taken care of. It just, it's, it's just a tr trickle effect. So I think that if, if, I was to, if I was to be a principal of the school, I'd be teacher-focused. Because if they're taken care of, they have what they need, they're, you know, they, they, they have the, the backing and the support of the administration, I truly believe that they will do their job to the best of their ability. They won't get burnt out. 
because if I got the backing of my of my administration and I have the support of my principal, my vice principal, then they're going to take those top people, the principals and the vice principals are going to take a bunch of the shit that comes down from the excuse me, from the school district, from the superintendent. But how much does how much control and all that stuff does a principal really have? I don't know. So I got to talk to one. If that's the route I'm going to take, I have to talk to one. I got to kind of mirror one, shadow one. I don't even know if that's possible. Like I, I've never taught in a school district, you know, because usually probably the the chain of events is you become a teacher, you teach for a while, you maybe become like a I don't know, a vice principal or an AD or something like that, and then, you know, you become a principal. It's kind of how, like, the, the tier goes, right? If you want to stay in that and actually run shit. And then from there, you become a superintendent, whatever the case. So is is should my end goal be superintendent if I really want to create change? Here's something fucking crazy. Should my end goal be like the Department of Education in the state if I really want to create change? That's wild. Can you fucking even think about that? Like, I, I can't even think. Like, that just entered my head. And, like, that would be the ultimate. Maybe. See, that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't fucking know, man. And then, so, okay, so there's one avenue, right? There's I can get into the school system. I like the idea of being an AD, although they've worked their asses off. And, you know, no offense to anyone that fucking runs cross-country or some shit, but the last thing I want to be is at a cross-country match where they're running, you know, six miles. And now I got to fucking stand here for, you know, two hours while your kid runs for six miles. Like, I don't. I don't care that much, I don't think, you know. But I'm a sports guy, you know. I love youth athletics. I think they're super, super important for the success of a of a kid. And going off into their adulthood, like I think that youth sports, high school sports, shit like that, make a huge impact on children. So I'm a big proponent in that stuff. So that's like, that's what first initially drew me to like, yeah, athletic director. I could, you know, do some shit, maybe coach, be a coach too, a football coach or, you know, coach some baseball or something. And then, do I get a government job? I feel like that would be super fucking easy for me and pay pretty well. But now I'm working for the man again. Do I still want to do that? I don't know. I don't even know how we got talking on this. But I got some things to think about. And quite honestly, like, it's coming quick. (laughs) So in May, it'll be four years exactly. And then we hit the three-year mark. You know, three-year and whatever many days. And that's quick, dude. That is uh, 
you know, I got like 50, 54 months left. Yeah. 54 months left. You put it in months like that? It's fucking what? I got to think about all that and still go to work now and bust my ass and work hard for my troops, man. I got to do something pretty cool the other day, uh, last week, last Thursday. I got to be like a facilitator for this Airman's Leadership Academy class. Uh, so it was a week long, and all the senior, in, or not all the senior NCOs, but like different senior NCOs on base would come and be like a class mentor for the day. And I got to do that last Thursday. And I shared my story of... You guys know this one of when I got my Article 15 and when I got in trouble in the military. And I, I was just talking about how to help your troops, you know, come overcome adversity. And if you go through it, you know, how to overcome it and what your mindset should be like. And, you know, it's all Drew Eaton's opinion. But um, that was that was pretty sweet. I li- I like doing that. I think my favorite part of being in the military is being able to mentor people. And I, and I, and I also shared with them, like, I don't have a mentor. I, I, th- I think I talked to Zach about this on a couple episodes ago. I don't have a mentor. Like, there's not one person that I call and I'm like, how do I get through this situation? And I never really have, you know. I just kind of been fucking freeballing it, you know. But I also think it's super important to have one. Like, I don't know why I never clinged on to somebody, you know. I think I'm just kind of a lone, lone wolf. And I got Mallory, who's, you know, I bend to hear her ear about shit sometimes. And I don't know. So, yeah, I, I told them about that. And, you know, I, I like I said, I kind of use my peers as my mentor about stuff off of them and uh yeah it's just it was fun it was really fun to talk to and these are all ncos you know these are all staff sergeants and tech sergeants trying to get to where i am and you can just see and they all volunteered to go to this thing it wasn't like a volunteer thing you know they didn't their their supervisors weren't like hey you need to go to this no it was like they signed up for it so which is really encouraging because it's like, you know, you want to be here. And it's it's one of those courses where, you know, you're kind of sitting there, you're listening to people, you're doing some icebreaker type shit, and, you know, you listen to other people tell their stories, you listen to other people talk about whatever, um, you know, different topics throughout the week and shit, and getting a lot of good uh, messages from different perspectives and and how you can handle stuff and you know, one of the hardest things to do is change somebody's mind that's been in for a while. And I feel like all those guys, there's 25 of them that were very open-minded and were there to, you know, they all said that they were there for leadership advice and leadership tips and how to handle uh, different situations, you know, with their troops and stuff like that. And um, just talking about philosophy and 
you know, different leadership styles and shit like that. So that's right up my alley. And that's what I love talking about. I love, uh, I, I love anyone that will listen, you know, I, I just love it. So, you know, I kind of went there with the baseball stuff too, you know, and this past weekend with the camp and talking about how to be a crew chief and, and all that. And pretty soon we're going to have a, we're going to have a, um, another umpire on here. And we're going to talk about the ins and outs of what it's just, what it's just what it's like being a fucking umpire or sports official in general. The cool thing about this past weekend though, was the girls, uh, Avery and Audrey came with me and they usually for like the last, I don't know, four, four years, maybe five, they've come with me to this thing and we sell our Swolpire merch and all that stuff. And, if you haven't seen that, you know, go to www.swolpire.com and check out our merch. Free shipping on a, over a hundred dollar sale. But I hooked up with uh, Mark Matthews, who owns his own um, company as far as screen printing, and and he does all the designs and shit like that. And so now it's, you know, I feel like it's a big move for the company. The Swolpire's company to, um, you know, to make that jump and not, we're not making it in house no more. Like everything's, everything's being made by Mark Matthews and his people. And, you know, we got a pretty good, what I think is a pretty good, uh, system set up. So, you know, he's, uh, we did a little rebranding, which was exciting. And, uh, you know, he brought 50 of five different shirts. I mean, we had 300 shirts. So I told the girls, I said, every one that you sell, um, I'll give you a dollar per shirt each. Right. So we, uh, or no, no, I said, I'll give you a dollar per shirt off the sale. And, and, you know, I don't make any money off this thing. I just, everything always goes right back into it. Like, what's our next thing we're going to come out with, right? So, I, uh, they had sold, like, I think 70 or 80 different items. And so I just paid them 100 bucks each. I thought that was, that was fun. Avery, Audrey's like, I came down here for three days for 40 bucks. <laughs> I was like, no, I'll, I'll throw you 100. I'll throw you 100. But, I mean, she, yeah, she was right. I mean, they busted their ass, really. I mean, they, nothing real physical, right? But, I mean, they stay at the table. They were very nice. Everyone had a lot of compliments about them and how well they were behaved, and which is no surprise if you know Avery and Audrey. They're good kids. And I love that I, that they get to come, and I, I love that they want to come. Um, you know, Avery actually made a sacrifice of her own. She had She had... She had agreed to watch these uh, our neighbor's dog that lived about three or four houses down. So over over Thanksgiving and then over the week after Thanksgiving, they were going to be out of town. So she was two weeks with watching two dogs and letting them out, doing all that stuff throughout the day. And they were getting home on Sunday, but we were leaving Friday. We were going to be gone Saturday and Sunday. So she worked out something with Mallory to go ahead and finish off the last three days. But... Um, you know, she even said, she's like, no, 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 I want to go with that. And 
you know, I just thought that was cool, man. I, I, I really liked the fact that they wanted to be there and they wanted to come with me and hang out with me and um, hang out with my umpire guys and buddies and stuff. And it was, uh, I always love that. I look forward. To, I think I look forward to bringing them more than I actually look forward to like going to it. If that makes any sense, you know. And Mallory, and uh, Mallory and Ayla stayed home and they got to do their thing and paint some toenails and stuff like that. So I think that stuff's good to do, and I like that those those girls want to be involved and just hang out with dad, man. It's good shit. And fuck, we spent ten and a half hours, eleven hours in the truck together. So there's that. So then, uh, you know, while that's all going down, the baseball deal is, you know, college football is happening. Michigan's winning. Um, college football playoff committee, man, they made their decisions. I know I'm kind of bouncing, but you know, during the baseball uh, camp, all this stuff was going down. And I bring up the college football committee thing because a lot of people, and it's been all over my social media today, is everyone's feeling bad for Florida State. Their fans, those kids, the coach, all that stuff. You want to talk about doing everything right and still not getting what you want. And even what you deserve. Like, that's the lesson from the whole Florida State College Football Playoff Committee debacle, right? And Alabama, man, I mean, they deserve to be in. But Florida State deserves to be in. So what do you do, you know? And I know it's sports, and I know it's college football and all that stuff, but at the end of the day, like, that's just a great example of sometimes we do every fucking thing that we can possibly do. We win every single game that we play. We beat LSU. We beat Florida. We go on and win the ACC championship. We're 13 and 0 with a backup quarterback. Our defense is top in the nation, and it's still not enough. We could do anything, or we could set our goals that are reachable just outside the fingertips, and we could do every single thing right to get there, and it could still not work out. I could go and go all in on that golf simulator building idea, right? And I could have this sweet place, have a bunch of simulators, and it absolutely fail. It's not what you're doing when you are at the top. That's not how people are judged. They're judged when their dick is fucking beaten to the dirt. <laughs> And they're on the ground. And now they have to get back up and fucking rebound. That's where you show your true character. 
How are you going to respond from this? What are you going to do next time to make sure that doesn't happen again? Excuse me. What's that look like? Are you going to mope and be sad and sulk and shit you can't fucking control? You thought you had control over it. You went 13-0. and 0, You controlled everything you possibly could. You did all the right steps. You hired all the right people. But for whatever reason, it didn't work out. Your backup or your starting quarterback got hurt. You didn't put your business in the right location. People aren't golfing anymore. I don't know if that's ever going to be a thing, but, you know, whatever the case is. And when you're down and out and your shit fails and you didn't reach the goal that you wanted to get to, Are you going to just stop? Say, fuck it? Are you going to get over the obstacle? Change gears. If the goal is still the same, keep it the same. Zigzag a little bit and fucking get back after it. Change a game plan. Audible. All those kids gonna go play Georgia in the in the Orange Bowl and just absolutely fold? Maybe. I think Georgia's a better team, but what if fucking Florida State wins? It'd be insane. And then the people that knocked you down and left you out are gonna look like fools. It's the same thing as when we are going towards our goal and we're going towards our goal and we're going towards our goal and we're doing everything right. We're knocking this piece out. We're checking that box. We're checking this other box. Boom, boom, boom. Everything's falling into place. And people are, you ain't going to make it. You ain't going to make it. You ain't going to make it all the way to the top. Right? And then you fall and you stumble and you have a setback and then they're laughing at you. Ha <laughs> ha, I told you. I told you ain't going to make it. This is going to sound weird, but then you ride from the ashes, right? You rise from the ashes like a fucking phoenix. You adjust. You audible. You overcome. And before you know it, you, you're, you've reached your goal. You have a thriving business. You're in the college football playoff, whatever the case is. You beat George's ass. And now who has the last laugh now? So those people that are laughing at us and telling us that we can't make it, thats for Florida State, that's the college football playoff committee, right? That we're not good enough. You just aren't good enough to be in there with the big dogs. How many times have you heard that? 
as you try to ascend to the top of whatever, whatever you're trying to do. And we talked about people hating a couple episodes ago. I think I probably bring it up every episode, but people hating, man, the fucking lights a fuel under me. I was just talking to my buddy today about that. You can't let what people do control what your what your emotions are going to be, because then you have zero control. So, is it Florida State gonna gonna rise to the top? Are you gonna overcome the obstacle and get to your goal that you want to have? Am I gonna figure out what the fuck I'm gonna do when I retire? <laughs> I'm sure it'll all work out. It'll buff, as I like to say. It'll all buff. I got to be proactive in that. And I'm four years away. That's not a long time. 54 months. 54 fucking months. And I'm out. I got to figure it out. I know there's going to be obstacles. As I take that next journey, right? I know I'm going to get setbacks. I already know this. I know not everything's going to work out for me. But no one else is going to know because I'm going to overcome the obstacles and I'm going to reach to whatever it is I decide to do. It's just a mentality. It's all it is. I'm glad to be back. I'm glad to be back with you guys. Uh, like I said, we got a couple of interviews lined up. It's going to be some good ones, too. My man Morgan Day is going to be coming on the show. I can't wait for that one. Um, very insightful, dude. Nate Simmons is going to be on the show talking about some baseball and, and his company and all that stuff. Um, we're going to have we're gonna have a couple good episodes coming up here, so stay tuned. Stay locked in, overcome your fucking obstacles, and dust yourself off, and get back to the fucking grind. Peace.